Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Bombing with Eric Andre! The podcast where I lose my mind. I'm talking with friends, comedians, musicians, and other creative people about their worst moments on stage and getting absolutely ravaged by a live audience. I'm Eric Andre. This week, we're graced by the presence of the king of music drops, DJ Doug Pound, a.k.a. Doug Lessonhop. He's got a podcast himself called Office Hours with Tim Heidecker and Vic Berger. He tells us about his touring across music festivals around the world, plus an amazing bombing story from New Zealand. As always, please subscribe to the podcast to get new episodes every week, rate it five stars, and on Apple Podcasts, subscribe to Big Money Players Diamond to get exclusive clips plus ad-free episodes weekly. Let's do it. Bombing. Bombing with Eric Andre. Okay, the theme of this podcast is bombing. I'm with my illustrious, sexy, divine, beautiful, vanilla, Eurocentric brother, Doug Lussenhop, DJ Doug Pound in the mix. What's up, Doug? What's up, Eric? Great to be here. Great to bomb. I'm feasting my eyes on your beautiful, lily-white vanilla skin, and I'm thinking of you like a little creamsicle. Uh, that makes me comforted. <laughs> Should you talk about bombing, like, not just, like, as a comedian, but, like, in life? You know, yeah. you ever, like, bomb hard? Like, yeah. Yeah. What's your biggest bomb growing up? Like, did you ever ask a girl out and yeah, then bomb hard? Yeah, I remember hard? I was with you when I first moved to LA. I had that Oh, the drop? Yeah. Oh, do you got to talk about drop. Talk about the drop. Never That's forget this. <laughs> the full, this is legendary. I don't drink whiskey anymore. So, like, I, <laughs> I walked up to these two <laughs> attractive women at the bar we were at, and I was like, Trying to like strike up a conversation, but striking out or just like not interested. So I just like had my little whiskey in my hand and I just like acid dropped. He just let it go and shattered. And then he just did a full walk out of the bar. I just like looked at them catatonically, just like psychotic. Looked at them catatonically. You're like six whiskeys in. You're like, hi, can I have your number to like, no. You just let go of your glass, drop, full shatter, and just left. 
<laughs> People are like, what? It's such a mind blower. Those days were funny because you were working on your your pilot. I'd be like, hey, Eric, let's go out to the bar tonight and uh, strike out. <laughs> and you'd be like, yeah, come scoop me up. And then I'm like, all right, I'm out front. You're like, no, come in. And then you like show me your laptop. Yeah. With like 5,000 things on the desktop yeah, 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 and like yeah. all this unlinked media and like Final Cut 4. And you're like, no, like, help me. You're like, help me edit my, you're like, help me edit my pilot. I'm like, okay. And then I ended up just sitting there for like an hour. I'm like, that is not true. Yeah. I every single been... time we were going to go out, you're like, how come I lured you in my trap? You're like, what is this? I'm like, oh, you, well, you got to render that. I'm like, okay, hold on. Let me relink this media. <laughs> Dude, I was struggling. And then we finally go out and you're just dropping whiskey. <laughs> I'm like, okay. That was a fun night. Yeah, I lured you into my trap. And we'll get to bombing soon. But for the Eric Andre show, I knew I had to make it myself, like the first version of it, because I knew I it wouldn't like translate on a script. It had like, to what, be what you had in your mind. It had to be what I had in my mind, so I didn't know. And I didn't have any money, so I didn't have any money to like hire any editors. So I like Well, when you made it, you, you must have had some... Was that all free, that first thing you shot in, like, Brooklyn? That was, like, all out of my pocket, and I was, like, working temp jobs to, like, pay for it. And where did you shoot that? At an abandoned bodega in Brooklyn for, like, 300 bucks. You saw, like, an abandoned bodega, and you're like, can no, you No, and Andrew found that bodega, and they would have, like, punk shows there. Oh, okay. And there was a few rounds of it. There'd be, like, ratchet nasty. It was a rat's nest. And um, there's all this like broken glass there. I was doing stunts where there was like broken glass everywhere. There was a bunch of people like competing. Like like we were filming in there, and there'd be like some hipster guy would come in and be like, "What do you? What do you guys? Who the fuck are you guys? Get the fuck out of here!" We'd be like, "What? We talked to so and so. He said he said we could film in here." And they'd be like, "Oh, you talked to so and so? Well, tell that motherfucker he owes me three grand." And then that guy would storm out, and then some <laughs> other dude would walk in, like a Jamaican dude from the neighborhood would walk in and be like, "What the fuck are you guys doing in here?" We'd be like, "What? We talked to so and so. Like he said we could film in here." He'd be like, "Oh, really? He said that, huh? Well, I'm gonna." have a fucking chat with him i hope you're giving him good money because the money there was like all these competing people kept interrupting just like on cue like it was insane one after another yeah, it was behind the scenes was crazier than what was in front of the camera <laughs> so i was like really struggling like i read final cut for dummies i r would watch tutorials but i would bug you and another editor i knew to like help me as much as possible because i was struggling i was like i have to I hope this works because I'm, no, I'm very broke. I remember uh, looking at it thinking like, what the hell is this show? <laughs> you go, this is a mess. I was like, this is a mess. <laughs> you go, this is a mess. I go, this is like, a mess. I was so but I loved the segments in it. Like so the McDonald's, you were like in so McDonald's bad. dressed as Ronald McDonald, like back to work, the boss is here. Drinking whiskey and crying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then there was the when you're like an escape slave. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Hide us! Hide me! Hide me, man! Hide me, man! Hide us! Somebody hide us! Hide us! Hide us! Hide us! Hide us! Mm -hmm. Where was that? Like Virginia? Colonial Williamsburg, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like the so official Colonial went... Williamsburg, but it was one of those like knockoff Civil War Right, like a fake, like... The Civil War reenactment. Right. They're all over the country. So what happened when you did that? Did anyone care? Or were they just like, okay. No, they were like in shock. Were they kicking you out? No, they were in shock and then they were like pumped. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. They were like, what? They were like, like actually, this adds a layer of reality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hide us, hide us, hide us, hide us. Yeah, they were like jaw dropped and then they were like, oh shit, that's tight. <laughs>
Nice. With Eric Andre. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast. To start listening. With Eric Andre. Okay, what's the worst you ever bopped? All right, they Tell, flip, set it up for us. All right, they, there's this festival <laughs> in New Zealand. It doesn't exist anymore, but it was called a low hum. And people would go to it and they don't know who's on the bill until you get there. So I thought that was that's kind of a cool and my friend. Oh, it's Vice the- Cooler, who is who's a musician, was like, "Oh, that's the coolest festival in the world of all the festivals I've ever done. That's the coolest one." And I think Dan Deacon even said, "Like that's his favorite festival." Oh, so your boys are like hyping it up, and there's no lineup. It's just a surprise. Every I guess, don't know Dan every Deacon. Guess is, I, he, he every guess is a surprise. I heard he's hyping it up, and he said right. it was awesome. And and every guess you're is out a in surprise. the jungle, like somewhere. Like it's not in. It's not in the city. You're not. Yeah, you're camping, and you're out like far. I don't know, like an hour from Wellington or right, something. Right, right. And you're in uh, the mountains. Exactly. So somebody contacted me. He's like, hey, we'll fly you out like for this festival. Oh, cool. So I fly like 15 hours yeah. to do this one show. Yeah. I'm at this. <laughs> I'm, everyone is like together at this like, it looks like MASH or something. It looks like So MASH. they put, I'm, you know, it's a music festival. <laughs> it looks like MASH. And they put me on at 1 a.m. 
Yeah. I think to like kind of punk the crowd. I think the guy who ran it kind of likes to punk, you know, kind of like mess with people's expectations. Right. And everyone is like on Molly and like. Right. And it's a music festival out in the woods. Right. And they put me on at 1 a.m. Right. And you know, my act is like DJ Doug Pound. So people think, oh, there's a DJ on. Right. Now my acid is kicking in. This is perfect. Yeah, my ecstasy and my acid are kicking And I like hard cut to like some knock-knock joke or something. <laughs> and everyone's just like screaming at me, throwing shit. Oh, shit. It was and like that? It was bad, yeah. Oh, it was, it was like they were not having it. Oh, no. it was volatile. Absolutely enraged. I'm on the main stage, too. There's like different stages. They could have put me on the weird. I'm on the big one in front of like the, the big crowd of people. <laughs> and they just wanted music. There was like... 20 people who knew who I was in front, like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. And then, like, there was just hundreds of people just, like, super pissed. They were chucking stuff out. I would, like, tell a joke and play a beat for a little bit as, like, you know, part of the remix of it. And they'd they start dancing and then, like, hard cut. Be like, so I'm dating again or whatever, you know, like. <laughs> and they fucking hated me. Some girl got up on stage oh, and stole my mic. No. And she oh was, like, God. freestyle rapping. Oh and I'm like, there's no security. This is kind of like a mom and pop festival. And the guy who, the, the booker, who he's just like, this is the greatest. He's like, this is what I wanted. He set yeah, it up to be funny. like chaos, you know? It was like funny for him, just him. And, and no I else. just like powered through. And then I like, I was just bombing so hard that I tried to like plug in my laptop. up, Like plugging it in to like play music. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I like played a few songs at the end of it and people sort of were like, okay. It was just like, and then you should I was, have just gone. Y'all ready for the remix? And just did a thirty-minute remix, like live but I on just, the fly. I just kind of like that was a good lesson or whatever because I've been in situations like that where I'm booked at the wrong thing yeah. and I just power through. I just pretend like it's not happening. I never do comedy at a outdoor festival anymore. Daytime outdoor festival. You could get away with it at this point. Uh, and I've talked to a lot of people about it i go have you ever had a good set a good comedy oh, set at an terrible. outdoor daytime i've music done festival one of those and it's day and it's like no fully one, lit people you, are like you can see everyone unanimously everyone's yeah. like it that's the worst venue for comedy in the fucking world it's not even that great of a venue for music best part of the story is coming oh up. sorry 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 so so the I'm girl not, steals the microphone dude that was okay some people like absolutely loved it yeah they like can i have your shirt they like they wanted my like <laughs> i wear like a shirt with my name on it yeah it was like they just were begging me for the shirt i gave yeah. it to them i was like all right who cares you know like that was like a terrifying experience and then um you know most of the crowd hated it right. they were just like we want to fucking dance this is a nightmare or whatever this sucks so then i'm stuck at this camp for like two that was night one. Oh no of like three nights oh no so then i'm so you're like the leper I was the pariah of Oh, the, no. Yeah. That so I'm walking around just like trudging through this <laughs> camp. Like people are, you know, I'm like, cool. I can't even like have a friend here. Or like I made a couple, I made a couple friends that were like, they were like, that was awesome, mate. That was legendary. You know, like you people like, were all talking about it. So I go to this, my friend was like, there's a open mic tent, right? Let's go check it out. The next day at like yeah, noon. Yeah, yeah. We go there. I'm standing like five feet from this guy who's doing stand-up. He's like, did anyone see DJ Doug Pound oh, last night? Oh, no. Everyone's like, oh. No, they weren't all. They were just silent. This guy, uh, yeah. this guy bombed. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But his whole act 
was making fun of like, you? Here's my impression of DJ Doug Pound. And then he like tried to mimic like the drops I do and yeah. like, the DJ voice guy. Yeah. And I'm looking around like, what the hell is going on? That's <laughs> a Twilight Zone. Yeah. I'm like, hello. And he was roasting you? Nobody even knew I was standing there or something. <laughs> and he's just shitting on my, my set. He was just making fun of how, how oh. hard I bombed. And I was like, brutal. what the fuck? And this is my friend who invited me, her friend, this guy. Yeah. Yeah, so that was just very surreal. I had to just laugh it off. I almost was like mad. I was going to say, what the fuck? I'm standing right oh, here. Yeah, but I then would, I was I like, no, nah, I'm going to let this guy roll because yeah. he's bombing. He was actually bombing. Oh, he was that, getting that's, no that's, laughs. People are like, what? You're yeah. doing an impression of the guy that bombed last night? That's like, cosmic justice. That's your act. That's cosmic justice. Yeah, yeah so then I was just sure. sort of like stuck at this camp for a few days. That's brutal. That was pretty brutal. Yeah, That's but brutal. back to what you were saying. Another thing I do do, I still say yes, is open for a band. Don't do it. Unless it's Weird Al Yankovic or Tenacious D. Unless it's a comedy band. I'm opening for Tenacious D. So. Yes. That, that may that be. That might work. That might but work. But still, remember what Neil my, Hamburger my, went through? I know. It's still Neil my, Hamburger got like bottles chucked at him opening up for Tenacious D. Well, yeah. You got to check out his uh, live album, Hot Tuesday Night, I think it's called. He, he released a live album of him bombing hardcore. And the crowd is just He's chanting, just like, fuck yeah. He's the best. Yeah. He is fearless, man. <laughs> he is fearless. That's like gonzo shit. I love that. Didn't, wait, did, uh, didn't uh, Andrew, Andrew Dice, Dice Clay, Clay release a uh, bombing, bombing album? At the height of his career, <laughs> which is like so insane. It's so weird. And he's purposely bombing. Right. In like a little club. It doesn't make any sense. It's like abstract. He's a, the greatest artist of us all. <laughs> We've over Van Gogh. I, I told you about when I bombed opening up for Chris Rock. You did? So I'll do, I'll do the, the quickest Just give version. me the cliff notes. I'll give you the cliff notes. Not, not that interesting a story. I'm just like, my audience is not his audience. The Venn diagram is slim. Really? I mean... Stand up? <laughs> it made me question. Because you're, so you're talking about 311. And then, yeah, exactly. It's right. like my references, forget it. It's like very... I, I, I'm right. very uh, generational, I guess. Gotcha. So uh, I always did like mediocre opening up for him, but this night I just like... I was phoning it in and I didn't realize it until halfway through this guy goes, next! Oh. And I go, and I snapped. I should have played it cool or had a joke <laughs> about it. But I was like, why don't you come out to the stage and say that shit to my face? Like it was a, a bar show. Right. I was like, come up on stage and, and it say it. The guy was like, ass. no, it's like big ass theater with 4,000 uh. people. He's like, I'm not going up to the stage. I just fucking roast you. And then I'm like, and I just crumble. But what haunts me is like celebrities come to see Chris Rock and especially in New Orleans and Atlanta where all like the Marvel movies shoot and shit <laughs> like celebrities uh -huh. are always in the audience. So my agent calls me a few weeks later and he's like, hey, we just had Anthony Mackie in the office. Um, he said you were the worst comedian he's ever seen in his life. <laughs> so it was just like this delayed like haunting. You know what I mean? Like you gotta, when you bomb so you hard, it just, just move on. You can't move yeah. on. It just, just stays haunting. with you and haunts you. It's like it's like when you try to <laughs> fart in the other room and then you like walk into the, the next room and it like comes with you. You're like, God, no, I farted in that room. I farted in that room. I left. <laughs> so that the girl I'm with doesn't smell the fart, but you came with me. <laughs> yeah, I did this podcast like the first podcast I ever did, like ten years ago or something, with Neil Brennan and Moshe oh, Kasher. You told me about this, but I love this story. You were doing your podcast. Okay, I was it doing was the, the podcast. first episode. 
No, it was it was my last episode. <laughs> oh no! So it ended on a fucking turd. Um, I kind of quit after this, but we did a few more. But the show kept going. I was like the sound effects guy. No, I would have like a laptop full of like a, sample pads. Yeah, just right. like a thousand drops. Right. And uh, I don't think uh, Neil briefed uh, Chris Rock that <laughs> what did. I'm doing. He just thought I was some engineer guy or something. <laughs> right. So I set up my laptop. <laughs> And we start going, and he mentions Eddie Murphy, and then I hit the Eddie Murphy left. <laughs> and Chris Rock's like, what are you doing, man? He's looking at me all mad. I'm like, uh, I just, I do. He's like, it's not funny. And I'm like, what? Okay. And I just kind of sat there humiliated, like, silently. For like, <laughs> what? He's like pissed off that I did a sound effect. He's like, I'm trying to talk, and you're doing a sound effect. I'm like, okay, well, that's kind of what the show the is. But yeah, I, yeah, that's the show. So I just, so I bombed in front of Chris Rock. Oh, no. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, he didn't think that was funny, I guess, but... He didn't get it. He should have been debriefed. And Neil and Moshe didn't come to your rescue? <laughs> they just stayed silent? I think they did a little bit. They were like, no, oh, he does the sounds. But it was kind of like the damage was done. Oh, was- that's intense. <laughs> I did Anthony Jeselnik's show with TJ Miller, uh, you know, years ago. And the segment producer kept being like, be crazy, be crazy, man. I know you're crazy. Be crazy. And I was like, what, his, all right. His, his Comedy Central show? Yeah. So... What's it called? It was called Jezenek Offensive. So I'm like, all right. And I'm like out. Uh, Abso trying to, I was like editing. And I had a bunch of firecrackers that we weren't allowed to use on the show. Because <laughs> like, they were illegal or something, whatever. Or you had to get a special permit to use them or something. So I was like, I'll just light. No, I'll these, just light fireworks I'll just indoors. light firecrackers <laughs> under TJ's seat while he's talking. What are you, I'm Keith like, Moon? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, they want me to be crazy. I'll be crazy. So I threw the fire. <laughs> so TJ's that were like 10 minutes into our segment, whatever. And like TJ's talking. TJ's like, I thought you were lighting like a joint or something. I just start lighting these black cats. <laughs> I chuck them under his seat. And I just look at Jezelneck like I'm like, like I didn't do it. You know, and it's just like. <gasps> the crowd goes silent. The crew goes silent. Everybody's terrified. <laughs> the AD comes out like, oh, what the is going on here like some old school union dude like pulling his hair out and then uh he said she said to be crazy and then the the fire marshal came and he's like i have to arrest someone and then i had to like apologize and then like uh my manager didn't my old manager didn't even take my side she was like you gotta apologize and i'm like i didn't i didn't know it was a federal offense they're a little like little kid firecrackers or whatever the little black cats no, nobody's hurt. Nothing's on nobody's fire. Hurt. <laughs> like, it's fine. You wanted me to be crazy. I was crazy, and now I'm in trouble for it. Highest rated episode of the, the series. There you go. Highest rated episode of the series. Look at that. See, that kind of stuff is good radio. That's what I'm saying. with Eric Andre. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. 
In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. With Eric Andre. All right, so you got three bombs. You only told us one. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. you told us two if you got the, the podcast. Uh, the, first, the first ever major bomb was... Um, you remember the upfronts for Adult Swim? Yeah. They flew us out, Tim and Eric and me. And Tim and Eric were gonna. It's like this party, right? Yeah. And yeah. So they, for people that don't know, do people is, still have? Yeah. They don't do it anymore. Don't, it don't swim doesn't do it anymore. But COVID kind of shut it down for a little bit. Um. So you know, television is brought to you by sponsors. Everything's paid for with advertising. So like to to butter up the like corporations, literally like the guys from like Doritos and Colgate and stuff like that. Networks. Every network used to have, I don't know if they're still having, this party called Upfronts around like May where they would fly not only the... They would have like Kanye performing. Yeah, they would drop a, a lot of money. Yeah, this was like a, a special, big, this, just for their ever, just like a tiny party. For, for these were like, big, this was when they, they would splurge the majority of their money because this is how they make their money. They would like bring all the artists out from all the TV shows to do like Q&A panels and live events. And then they would like, they would pay like, Kanye or Jay-Z, somebody like a million bucks to perform. They were fun. They were super like wild and crazy. Open bar. Party. If you're not performing, it's great. Yeah, I was never performing. <laughs> it was just like a weekend of debauchery. Yeah, they flew it's me out super, private. People just want to drink and rage. Yeah, it's like they want to throw like a Coachella for like the suits. Yeah. So that the suits go, man, that was so fun. I had such a blast. Yes, Colgate wants to sponsor the Brack show or whatever Harvey Birdman or you know fill in the blank exactly so so yes. so be like Colgate executives at an open bar yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway this this was a long time ago I want to say like 2007 or 8 or something and uh, Tim and Eric were going to perform and I was the first act and it was like 6 p.m. or whatever and as soon as I started that's when like the bar opened it was just like raging like herds of people just drinking and going to the bar yeah and i'm trying to like tell jokes and it's just like you know that that sound of like yeah yeah, like like, just the crate it was like just people talking full blast everywhere yeah 
and I'm just basically performing to nobody. Right. It was crazy. I yeah. thought I was nuts, but you know what? I wasn't performing to nobody because Seth Green actually was kind of paying attention. He was standing there watching me, like trying to laugh along and Chelsea Peretti because they both get it. Like right. they were like, I'm going to check out this act. Right. So it was cool of them to at least have the, yeah, you know, what do you call it? I don't know. They were just being respectful of like a performer. Yeah. But after a while, I was just pressing a button of like, a fart, just like, <laughs> like, you know yeah, what I mean? It's like, I felt like a ghost. Yeah. It's like a cough you know? novel. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, <laughs> you died. Yeah. I'm like, ago. nobody sees me. I had like, you know, I was like going through the PA system. Nobody gave a shit. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were like background. You were like yeah. wallpaper. <laughs> and Tim and Eric, you know, they did this crazy thing where they were like singing a song and you know, just disrupting the crowd and like dancing through the crowd and stuff. So like my act, which you had to kind of like listen to set up yeah. joke setups and stuff like, yeah, that was, that was like quite a bomb, <laughs> but it kind of didn't really matter. But I still just, you know, that feeling you get where you're, yeah, no, it's just it's, that feeling of like, also like, it's not you. It's like the, the situation. It wasn't me. It was just the situation, From the situation, like live comedy. It's so sensitive you need like the atmosphere to be right what's the best you've ever done <laughs> let's let's, say, let's palate cleanse uh, I, told, <laughs> I told all my jokes every joke worked the crowd the crowd erupted into a massive all orgy all the pants were peed <laughs> all the pants were peed <laughs> I fucked every single person in the audience four times three years <laughs> They're still hitting me up. They're, like, they're still hitting me uh, they're up. Like, Remember it's your like, set three years ago? <laughs> get a clue, girl. I boy, am still, girl, boy. <laughs> I, am I still st- got to get in your drawers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still being paid for it. I'm getting residuals. <laughs> residuals from one, one like backyard set in like Echo Park. That story uh, set you did. I did this show in um, Orange County Beach Goth Festival. It was like a bunch of cool bands that like are, you don't normally see on a festival lineup. And they were like, we just want you to host. And I was like, great, whatever. And it was like, it was a good payday at the time. And I was by where the artist trailers are. And I was trying to go backstage, not like backstage area, but like physically behind the stage to walk up on stage and start hosting. And there's no stage manager anywhere. And nobody tells me when to go on. There's no contact person. So I'm like looking around and I'm texting my agent. I'm like, do I go? Do you know when I start? Do you know when my set should start? And he's like, and it was like a Saturday. He's like taking his time to get back to me. He's like, I don't know. Like, what does the stage manager say? I was like, there's no stage manager. There's no person like corralling any of the artists. I know no, I have no information. So uh, and then I'm trying to get backstage and the security goes, can't come back here. And I'm like, I- I'm host. I'm, I'm on the li- I'm on the poster. Uh, I'm, like, <laughs> I-, I have all access. I'm showing him my wristband. I'm like, the I have all access. LG, you're not allowed back and here. And he's like, not allowed back here. I don't care, bro. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm part of the fucking festival. Like, I I need to get up there to, to, to perform. I need to get paid. He's like, tell somebody who cares. <laughs> I was like, what? So I'm like, I don't know when I'm supposed to go up. But the money was so good, I wanted, like, proof that I was on stage so that I would get paid. So I like, then I got another security guard who vouched for me. Then I finally got on stage. Nobody brought me up. It wasn't like, ladies and gentlemen, Eric Andre. I just walked up, like, like creeped up on stage with no announcement. So 
I go on stage and I start trying to do my regular stand-up and it's miserable. I'm like, not, it's not going great. Like, the crowd is on my side. They're not totally right. against me, but, like, they're not paying attention. It's, like, right. hot as fuck. They're stoned. They're drunk. Like, so I just start, like, doing crowd work and bringing people up on stage. It starts goofing off. And I did, like, 10 minutes, maybe. I was like, you know what, 15 minutes. I was like, that's as much. And, and like, no one's giving me the light. There's no structure. And I don't even know what band to bring on next. <laughs> They're not like the bands aren't even there. So I was like, all right, later. And I just like, I think I took a picture of myself on stage and sent it to my agent, like proof I was on stage if anybody asked, because <laughs> this is a shit show. Then there was some like crazy issue. I think people that bought tickets couldn't get in. And then the porta potty started overflowing. And like there was like rain and like mudslides. There was some like people were, and like vendors were running out of food. It was like a miniature Woodstock '99, like where like it's like the, fire fest. The infrastructure, yeah, the <laughs> yeah. infrastructure of the festival started breaking down as the festival continued. And I didn't realize. I just started partying backstage. Somebody gave me Molly. I was like rolling backstage and like listen, like just like hanging with friends and stuff like that. And then the sunset. And then I'm like, I'm like, I'll pop around the festival. So I popped around the festival, and then I try to go backstage again. I have an all-access wristband, and I'm, like, out with the crowd rolling on ecstasy, and I try to go backstage, and the, another secu- a different security guard's like, ain't coming back here, bro. I'm like, what? What does the all-access mean? Like, who is it for? I performed. I was on that stage. You're like, define all, sir. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was on that stage. I'm on the festival poster. I'm on the flyer. That's my name. And he's like, no, I don't care. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong? And then I'm like snapping, and I'm rolling, which is crazy. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this festival? What the fuck is wrong with security? And then the security's like, oh, you think you're funny, huh? You think you're funny? And I go, yes, I do. And he goes, well, well, guess what? You're not. And I go, well, guess what? Comedy's subjective. And I could tell he didn't know oh, what subjective shit. meant. So he was just like, yeah, all right, you can go in. <laughs> <laughs> um, Doug, thank you so much for coming on. My pleasure, Eric. This experiment. And um, see you at the stress factor. I'll see you at the, I'll see you at the fucking end of time. I'll see you at Coachella. All right, thanks, buddy. Peace. Peace. With Eric Andre. Bombing with Eric Andre is brought to you by Will Ferrell's Big Money Players Network and iHeart Podcast. It is executive produced by the handsome Han Sani, the wickedly talented Olivia Aguilar, edited and sound designed by the stupendous Andy Harris, and our art is by the genius Dylan Vanderberg. I want to thank the four of them very much for helping me put this thing on its feet. They are a kick-ass team of Liquid Terminators, and I appreciate y'all very much so, truly. If you want to confess your own bombing moments or give us a shout out go rate us five stars and drop a review on your podcast app of choice write about your own stories of bombing at life if you're on apple Podcasts, you can also subscribe to big money players diamond to get exclusive bonus content with every episode and listen to all my episodes ad free the guest on bombing with eric andre were recorded before the sag after strike bye hey girlfriends it's me carol fisher back with another season of the global number one podcast the girlfriends Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. 
Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.